This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Match Report. Since our last show, Palace earned a good point against West Ham. Christian Benteke was the focal point as he scored a great header, missed two good chances and was sent off for daring to jump at a football. Subsequently, Liverpool visited Selhurst Park and we'll be looking back at a difficult game for the Eagles. The Match Report. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Okay, today you've got me, Chris Hambling, and you've also got Mike Scott. Hello, Mike. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That will do for that. Um, anyway, look, let's get straight into Palace news this week. And um, we did have a bit of good news. The under 18 side beat Brighton two goals to one. Mike, you've popped it in there. Have you had a chance to read the match report? Because I haven't. Yes, I, I have indeed read the match report. So um, we were actually 1 0 down. Uh, Brighton got a penalty um, just about halfway through the first half. And then um, Palace equalised within the minute. Uh, by Kevin Gonzalez. So it was one at half time. And then uh, Captain Aidan Steele um, put Palace in front soon after half time and they held it. So whilst the first team were taking a, a little bit of a beating, um, the under-18s did beat Brighton 2-1. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the um, the women's game was um, against Charlton was postponed. Um, but there's been a, an interesting draw in the Conti Cup. Yeah, the... Um, the players certainly seem very excited. A fair few of them have tweeted about it. Um, and as far as I, I can tell, it's Palace's first time into the, the quarterfinals of the Cup, so the um, the WSL Continental Cup. Um, and Palace have drawn Leicester. So the games are happening the second weekend of January. Oh, hold on, my maths is shit. The, the, the weekend of the 13th, anyway. Um, so they, 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 hopefully it's going to be televised. Um, and yeah, there's a good, good chance of them... Um, Good chance of them getting something from that, I think. So that's exciting. 
Absolutely right. And at the time of recording, recording on a Sunday, tomorrow, Monday, 1pm, the under-23s will be streamed live playing Newcastle, which is obviously free for members and season ticket holders. Um, so hopefully a chance to watch a Palace team do slightly better than they have done in recent days. So make sure you check out all of our content on social media. Just search for Back of the Nest. You'll find us on all the, the usual places. And of course, like and subscribe on YouTube for plenty more content, including the match watch along as probably don't go back and watch um, the last one. But uh, also there's a post-match review uh, on there as well, but plenty more stuff from DR. Loads of listeners get involved as well as some of us. You get to see our lovely faces. And, uh, and that's your lot in terms of news for this week. So obviously we did play West Ham, but uh, I don't think we want to go over that game, although it was a lot better. Um, but we want to get straight into all the detail of the match against Liverpool right now. And that was the match against Liverpool. That is everything you need to know about the performance against Liverpool. Um, Mike, you know, we were tempted to leave the show there genuinely, um, and we're even talking about it right up to the start of recording. It, it, it's not going to be a long show today. You don't want to relive it. We don't want to relive it at all. Um, but just because last show before Christmas, um, obviously lots of bad news around at the moment with people going into tier four. Christmas is ruined left, right and centre. Just thought it'd be that much of a kind of two fingers up to everybody if we didn't try at least do something. So without any preparation, without any notes, without any detail, just myself and Mike are going to talk about how we feel and what we thought just went so badly wrong. Um, I've got my views and I've said a lot of them on YouTube already. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, Mike, and just obviously reaction, comprehension. What have you got? Well, I've got to say, first of all, I've not watched a second back other than many, many people putting up um, a cheeky link of a gif of IU's pass. Um, I've not watched any of the goals back. I've avoided any reaction to it by the first sort of 10 minutes after the game finished on BT Sport, when I think I was still in shock, too much shock to turn the TV off. Um, so I've got hazy memories of some absolute worldies from Liverpool. Um, my reaction waking up this morning is that Burnley hurt more because this was I had 89 minutes to get over it um, and I really didn't expect us to get anything out of it anyway yes it was horrifying beating but I think the Burnley game hurt more perhaps arguably the Newcastle game honestly first 30 minutes I thought if we play like that against most teams we're going to do alright um, and it soon got farcical um, I, I really don't know what else there is to say really other than um, let's just forget he ever existed and, and <laughs> let's let's take solace in the fact that 2000 us didn't go and see that shit show and, and let's not try and say that it would have been a different result if there'd been 2000 people there it might have been 6-0 maybe but I just yeah I mean the fans would have been able to directly hold you know players and manager accountable I guess at the game it you know, would have been very hard. And I suppose it also might have been a touch easier to handle because you would have got, you know, the kind of terrorist humour of, um, you know, we're going to win 8-7 or whatever. Dare say that would have come out. But 
there's so much i mean you know you could analyze it forever but you just you just don't want to you, like you say you want to move on from it you know there were some really crazy things about it and you do have to acknowledge straight up that you know it was always going to be a tough game for us but and liverpool didn't put out their best team um and and, and more than that it was as you say the first half it, it, we weren't worse than them but we ended 3-0 down and that that seemed to be the the catalyst for a, a terrible terrible second half performance but you know you try you try your best to think about what went badly wrong and we picked a load of things out as we were watching it we kind of there was a, there was a moment where i accidentally willed the Mane goal into existence because I kept saying he's about, you know, he's going to score. We keep leaving him alone. Cahill can't keep up with him. Kiyate keeps losing him. All this kind of stuff kept happening and it was... But what what is so, so tough to handle from that game is it was the defence that really let us down. You can talk all day about the fact there's no, you know, from last season, there's less midfielders screening in front because we've, we've sacrificed a midfielder for an attacker. And arguably, that's the sort of game where we perhaps need to, you know, just put the lid on the the, the change in formation and the the sort of fluidity we've got up front with a four instead of a three. We probably, you know, you could look at the, the setup there and say that that was the wrong thing to do against Liverpool. But no matter how wrong you get it, you shouldn't be conceding goals like that. And you know, let's pick out really a, a couple of key things, and then and then just that'll be the end of it. Um, and you know, the second thing we'll come to is the performance of Jordan Ayew because it needs a bit of focus on it. Um, but the first thing is to talk about the defending and talk about the back four. You can't say anything about Guaita because, you know, they, he, ne- he never had an opportunity to get near any of the shots, the seven shots out of eight that were scored, uh, seven out of eight on target that were scored, which is insane. But, you know, you look at the way the chances came about, Mike, and it was... You know, the first one was poor defending, players not communicating, not passing on. And every time after that, it was just players just not picking up the players, picking up spaces, moving back into position, not watching the players that, you know, it's such an old adage. We say it a lot on this show, players score the goals, a space doesn't score the goal. And I don't know if I've ever seen a worse performance from a back four. All of them could have gone off. Klein was probably the only one he came out with any real credit at all. And he spent most of the game having to come across and play as a centre-back because the centre-backs were just wandering all over the place, trying to follow players, jumping in too early. And PVA just, after two good games, had an absolute nightmare. So my immediate thought when I was watching the game, I played in a little league team for a few years called the Royal Blues um, down in Bennington Park in Wadden. Um, and... We were dog shit. I mean, 8-0 was a, was a pretty decent result for us. If we scored one, that was amazing. But they tended to come in clutches, these goals against us, because the defence would just fall to pieces. And if you remember, I mean, obviously, the game that came to mind yesterday was the Sunderland game where we all left at half-time. Um, there's just sort of this mental block that people have when something's going as badly wrong as that. I think the tides against you as badly wrong as that. You just make the most ridiculous decisions. Um, and, and the only apology that's come out since the game is unsurprisingly, you know, pe- many people guessed that it would be him, is PVA, who obviously, as you rightly say, was as culpable as anyone. 
But he said, I'm fuming and angry with yesterday's result. No excuses, none at all. I want to apologise to our fans. We can't have that. Have a good and blessed Sunday. So whether or not they've come to their senses afterwards and, and realised what an absolute shit show they were, um, I think you're right to pick up the the centre-backs. Um, but honestly, I'm I'm not that surprised because... They they just they just witnessed an absolute masterclass, and so they were just they, getting worse and worse as the game progressed because it was almost like their their IQ points were just being removed every time one of these one of these goals went in. Um, so I just feel like it's probably best that a bit like Southampton against Leicester, just use it as the as the pin up for what not to ever do again, and just. Get it out of your mind. I, 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 there's no point looking any more at the defending than that because I've seen these players do much better in recent weeks than that, um, and uh, including PVA, he's got his critics. But you know, there were some points when he he wasn't even on the in the TV screen when you know in his it wasn't in his position. He probably wasn't even in the half. I, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I just think when he said no excuses, none at all. I I really hope and think that he probably does mean that. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, that thing about him not being on, you know, in view, we talk about it loads. It's, you know, that's what you get with him. He, he acts as an extra attacker often. We benefit from it loads. But to do it against Liverpool, you know, if that was an instruction, it's an idiotic instruction. But if it's him just trying to play his normal game, you know, you've got to respect the opposition. And that just goes for everybody, really. You think about the opponent you're playing. I, I you know, I've talked loads on this. So you can call, you know, you can say I'm kind of flip-flopping between views and, us wanting to impose ourselves on other teams, and I want that. You know, and I wanted the the change, the sacrifice of defence for attack that we've done, but not in these games. We've got half decent records against the bigger teams in the way that we did play. You have to adapt to the to the opposition, and that was a criticism over the last couple of years, Roy. Not adapting to the opposition, playing everybody like they're the best team in the world and they're going to beat you. And we've gone too far the other way now. Balance. We're always talking about balance, and it's just so so wrong. But as you say, it, the heads just went, didn't they? You know, I think that the damage of, of playing relatively well, you know, a decent performance in a half time, and having to go in three 0 down, and everybody yeah. kind of looking at each other, just stunned and not knowing how it happened. But exactly that, and that can't be underestimated because that is such a rare thing when you think about football results. Just imagine what these guys who are used to having their everything about their life drilled into them by Roy, like or by, you know, by the rest of the staff. Absolutely everything from when they get up until they go to bed is dictated to them. There's no answer to playing well and being 3-0 down at half time. And they they were probably just sitting there going, What is happening? It's just one of those days where you 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 just you're almost a passenger in your own life. And and that is absolutely what happened to them yesterday I, I, I'd love to have heard what Royce would say at half time I presume he just said you know keep, keep doing what you're doing you actually you're, you're playing well and they've just had you know four shots or whatever and scored three of them I imagine that's what he said but um, obviously that didn't happen in the second half the second half is one of the worst halves of football I've ever seen in my life yeah it was it was it was truly terrible and the only other thing I could possibly mention about it was you know I talked pre, pre-game about the bench that was selected having an entire back four in it, and arguably, you know, I, I suggested on the um, on the watch along that what you could do is 
substitute three of the three of the back four, and then um, at half time punch one of the other ones, give him a concussion, and use the concussion sub to replace the whole back four. I thought that would have been a good strategy, but um, obviously we didn't go for that. Um, yeah, the fourth the fourth goal just destroyed any kind of semblance of normality. It came at a horrible time, you know, still pretty early on in that in the second half and. You know, the bad news just kept coming after that. But I had so such big concerns when I saw that bench about the mentality because it didn't fit with the, with the team we put out. It gave us the option only of, you know, shutting up shop, being defensive. It didn't give us a, a way to change the way we were playing at all. And, and, and Royce certainly didn't do that. And there were lots of options, you know, to replace tired legs. Maka played three, three lots of, nearly three lots of 90 minutes in, in a week, which seems idiotic, um, not resting Kiate when you're talking about the riches you've got at centre back um, seems stupid. Um, continuing with PVA when you when you have a, a better defensive left left back in Mitchell who's done nothing wrong, you know these things seem just so so stupid, um, and just setting the players up, you know, with with a mentality of, you know, you're gonna have to play the way you normally play, but it's Liverpool, so. You know, let let let's keep it tight as well. And none of those those things just counteracted each other and didn't work, and we didn't change it. Um, but talking about mentality, we've got to talk last of all about Jordan Ayew. An opening forty five minutes where, to me, there is absolutely no excuse not to take him off at half time. Jordan Ayew last season, player of the season, rightly so, was excellent. Has got nowhere near it this season. It doesn't mean I don't respect him as a footballer. But to pick him over Batshuayi was wrong, you know, because Batshuayi, had he got the chances that Ayu got, would have put him away. Um, and it was just the, the pass he missed for Zaha, that's freeze frame you talked about, where, you know, people are saying, uh, from this point, how did this not go? You have Zaha with nobody near him in the penalty area, Jordan Ayu, no pressure at all, and it didn't result in a goal. And it would have been such a key time to have got back in the game. So first of all, is that as bad as you've seen for Mayu as a performance? And why the hell did he stay on the pitch for 90 minutes? He was left on the pitch for the whole game. It's not the most anonymous I've seen him, but in terms of a game where he had input, yes, it's the worst. Um, and more than that, it must be in Batshuayi's head now that that his loan is is absolutely pointless. Um, and, you know, his parent club as well, you know, they, they've been talking loads about the fact that they're short of a striker. Um, and, you know, they've got like Werner not not doing anywhere near as well as he should have done over on the left and, and you know, basically relying on a however old Giroud is striker. Um, he is wasting his career on loan at Palace. And to see... Ayu, who I love, obviously, as people are aware, and, you know, bargain of last season, et cetera, et cetera, start ahead of him, then play like that and not at least get a full half. Um, you've, got to be, you've got to be thinking that Roy's done damage to a lot of the team's mentality um, with that game. And that's why as much as anyone. It just goes back to to one of my biggest gripes with, with Hodgson. And I, I made the mistake of tweeting that, you know the balance he'd found in the team, the you know restoring Benteke to the lineup, and start. You know, am I going to be in a position where he's going to win me back again? And it, it you know, it did not age well as a tweet because no, no, we're not. And, and the old problems resurfaced in in the worst way possible. And 
that's you know valuing work rate over quality times it works but at times it costs you and it just cost us so so badly against Liverpool that game needed someone to be clinical IU has not been clinical all season and, and you know and even the work rate you know he's times he's he's back in his own defensive third trying to pick the ball up and you know that's just no no way to to, to play as a centre forward you know Ben Teke wouldn't be there other than other than for set pieces um, you know, and that's why he's got three and three. You know, okay, terrible form beyond that, but this system suits him. So yeah, I mean, look, arguably, you know, arguably not being able to slip Benteke cost us, but I just do not understand, cannot fathom why you leave Jordan Ayew on the pitch as long as you do. Um, but let's let's banish that that game to the memory. It was, you know, to call it a bad day at the office is a huge understatement. It was an awful, awful way to end the, uh, you know, and the first part of the season prior to Christmas got a chance to put it right on Boxing Day, but um, Boxing Day is when we'll see uh, what damage has really been done in in terms of the, the confidence that we'd started to build from three good performances. So um, our sponsor, Pitch Sport, um, have been fantastic throughout the course of a, a very difficult year for everybody. So I want to first of all say a huge thanks to them uh, for continuing to support us on this show. Um, it's been hugely appreciated. Loving the data we're starting to get from the app. Please join us on there. Uh, if you just Google Pitch Sport Football, you'll be able to download the app uh, from the uh, either the Play Store or the iOS uh, Store or wherever it is. I'm starting to sound old, the iOS Store. I don't even know what it's called anymore. That's the problem. The App Store for <laughs> Apple. It's just changed names too much. But anyway... Um, check it out on there um please yeah sign up start rating the the, the team managers pick your lineups all of that information goes into some fantastic statistics for us shows how the fans are judging the performances and judging the selections and judging the referee as well you know gives us an opportunity to vent some steam there uh if you want to add me on there my code is k-u-g-k-u-t Back of the Nest, sponsored by Pitch Sport. Fun time videos, choose your match day squad, post match ratings, and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Well, Mike, and that's basically it. Um, unless there's anything more you want to say to the listeners. All I want to say is hopefully it's going to go up from here. And if we don't get three points against Sheffield United, I think people are going to get angry. <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, thank you for listening. And obviously not just to this shortened show, but for being along for the journey for the whole of lo- this last year. Uh, so doing this show throughout normal season has its challenges, its ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. But obviously in 2020, um, you know, it was it was tough. But we kept doing it, you know, especially through the lo- first lockdown Um we were doing it as much for us as anybody else. It got us a chance to, you know, get together, talk about Palace, talk about random things, laugh at all the crazy shit that DR says. And, you know, I, I've really enjoyed what we've done over the last last year. And um, and I really hope you have too. Um, so whether or not you're, you're celebrating Christmas yourself um, or not, all of us here at Back of the Nest wish you, your friends and your family, a, a safe and relaxing Christmas break. We'll be back soon with plenty more as we head into 2021, as hopeful as ever. So all the best, and come on, you palace. Back of the Nest Review Show, sponsored by PitchDMM.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.